Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on knowing what you believe and why you believe it. If you are eager, like I am, to strengthen your faith, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. Let me ask you a question. What type of person do you prefer to be around? Do you prefer to be around the grumpy person or the person who's happy? What about that person where the glass is almost always half empty? Or the person where the glass is mostly always half full? Do you like to be around the negative person or the happy person? or the, I mean, the positive person. I would say we all desire to be around people who are positive, who are happy, who are fun. We would say they're joy-filled people or joyful people. Now, if we want to be around these type of people, then what type of person should you and I want to be? Now, when you think about the person who is grumpy or negative, it's amazing to me that you can get around someone like this and how quick their energy passes off to you. Man, you can be having a great day, uh, you're thinking positive thoughts, you're you're striving for things, and then you get around someone who maybe is having a bad day or who just kind of tends to the negative. You know, we refer to them as negative Ned or negative Nancy. Sorry if you are a Ned or a Nancy. Um, But we say that because that negative person sometimes can draw us down. It's it's amazing. You can see three, four, five people, the one person, you know, maybe they go do something. Everybody had a great experience, and that person focuses on the one or two or three negative things, and that's all they remember. And then they bring the whole feeling, the aura, if you will, of the trip or of the situation is just brought down by that person being negative. Negative energy is influential. It's powerful. And many times I don't want to be around that type of person. Now, I can tend to the negative because I have the flesh and I can try to point out the things that are wrong rather than look into the positive. But I can think of a few people just off the top of my head who light up a room because they're happy, they are positive, and they always have a smile on their face. Does this mean that their life is just full of roses uh, and nothing ever goes wrong? No, it just means they have a positive outlook. It means they tend towards the happy. And that's the type of people we want to be around. Why? Because that rubs off on you and I. Now, we're studying through the fruit of the Spirit, and we understand that the Holy Spirit gives us certain things. And we would look at it like this. The Holy Spirit gives us a gift, and that is salvation. The Holy Spirit gives us gifts, in the plural, which is our talents for our service, And the Holy Spirit gives us graces. That's character traits. And these character traits are the nine fruit of the Spirit. And we would say, uh, one writer said it this way, building Christian character must take precedence over displaying special abilities. While our talents and our giftings are important, it's our character that is vital to who who you and I are and as we live our lives as followers of of Jesus Christ. Now, the The second characteristic is the fruit of the Spirit is that of joy. Now, each of the others starts with love. It is an outgrowth of that love. And so we see as we love, we will then in turn possess joy. Now, joy is what? It's it's from a spiritual basis or a spiritual joy that we're talking about here. You could say joy is a delight of the mind. It would mean to rejoice, to be glad. 
one person said it this way, it's the inward peace and sufficiency that is not affected by outward circumstances. First uh, Thessalonians 1, 6 says, joy of the Holy Ghost. We understand this joy that we're talking about comes from God himself, from the Holy Spirit. But one thing we must understand is joy is not happiness. Joy is not happiness. Both are often compared, but they are not not the same. We can be happy, but not joyful. We can be full of joy and not be happy. Why is that? Joy is a choice, while happiness is based on circumstances. You see, joy is constant, while happiness is fickle or temporary. Have you ever started your day very happy, very good, and then you get to work or class or get the phone call, and your whole day is just turned upside down? Maybe because of some way somebody reacted to you, you found out about a bad grade, you found out about something at work, and instantly your happiness is gone. You see, joy can share with other emotions while happiness cannot. You can't be happy and sad at the same time, but you can be joyful and sad at the same time. You can't be happy and angry at the same time. They don't coexist, but you can be full of joy and be angry. You can experience hurt and still be full of joy. One writer said this, human happiness depends on what happens. Joy smiles in the face of the most adverse of circumstances. Hebrews 12, 2 says it beautifully, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Whoa, wait a minute. Who for the joy that was set before him, because of the joy that Jesus possessed, He endured the cross. He went through the most gruesome, horrifying death, innocent at that, gave himself because he was full of joy, and through it he remained and contained his joy. You see, joy is something grander than happiness. The world is pursuing happiness. You and I pursue happiness because it makes us feel good. But joy is something grander and greater than happiness. It's the fruit of the Spirit, and it's spiritual joy we're talking about here. But joy is pursued by the world. The world pursues love, joy, and peace. The first three fruit of the Spirit, you see the, lo- you see the world going after. And as you look, uh, the definitions and methods given by the world to attain joy, you see they struggle to attain it. And many times they confuse joy with happiness. That's why we are in the world's eyes to make ourselves. We are to go after what makes us happy. If it's if it's a career, we need to make that the ultimate goal rather than a relationship, rather than marriage, or rather than whatever the case may be. If it's the pursuit of athletics, if it's the pursuit of your academic, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy is what you must strive after. You see, they can't obtain the joy that we're talking about here. You see, spiritual joy is something different, is something uh, greater than happiness. And the problem with the world is they gain happiness and then it goes away. They gain happiness and it goes away because it's all based on temporal things, accomplishments, possessions, uh, achievements, all these different things. And so joy is pursued by the world, but it's also pursued by you and I. Now, the thing about being a Christian is you and I receive joy. We don't have to pursue joy. John chapter 15, Jesus talking to his disciples uh, there the last night before his crucifixion. Love John 13 through 17. It's the most intimate 
words and conversation Jesus has with his followers. Uh, as he comes here in John 15, 9, he says, As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. So we see the first fruit of the Spirit here, love. Then he goes on to say, If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So we're talking about the love here of God is given to Jesus and Jesus to us. And then he says this, verse 11, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Think about that. So you and I do not produce joy. We do not pursue joy. We receive joy. There's a close correlation to the fruit here of the Spirit and also the fruit that's in these verses. Uh, Jesus, you could look at it like this. Jesus is the factory of true joy, and the Holy Spirit is the delivery truck. Jesus produces the joy. It's his joy. That's what our verse says. It's my joy. And I have spoken these things unto you that my joy might remain in you, that it will stay in you, that it will always be there. And as a result, that your joy might be half empty, half full. No, it might be full. You see, joy is received as we abide in Christ and or we could say walk in the Spirit. You see, if you back up in that passage, he talks about he's divine, the Father is the husband, and you and I are the branches. And he says, abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except you abide in me. So the uh, the illustration is here, you and I have to abide in Christ. As we abide in him, he produces fruit in our life. What is the fruit? Many times from this passage, we would look at the fruit as winning souls and seeing people saved. Now, that's one way to look at it, uh, but it's also the fruit of the Spirit, because the fruit of the Spirit comes from the Holy Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit is love. Where does that love come from? It comes from God. Where does this joy we're talking about come from? It comes from God. He says, I am the vine, you're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. You see, you and I can produce much fruit through the Holy Spirit. And he says this, for without me, you can do nothing. And so Jesus is the factory of true joy. And the Holy Spirit's the delivery truck. Joy is received as we abide in Christ. And as you and I love, this love naturally produces joy in our life. But the thing is, joy is a choice. And we have the true source. So we decide each day if we're going to walk in the Spirit. Therefore, we decide if we're going to draw joy from its source. We decide each day if we're going to be joyful. Now, when you think about joy, we said joy is an inward state of being despite any circumstances. You and I can possess joy and have the most horrendous circumstances going on. Jesus is an example of that. He, he, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross willingly. Paul and Silas, maybe you remember them, they're put in jail for doing good things, for preaching the gospel. And as they find themselves in jail, what do they do? Complain, gripe, go to sleep. The Bible says they sang. You don't sing if you're angry or negative. They sang because they had joy in their heart despite their circumstances. And what were the what was the result of them being joyful in prison? I don't know about you, but if I was in prison for doing what's right, I probably would be complaining, trying to get on the phone to call a lawyer to get me out. And I probably wouldn't be focusing on anything positive in that situation because I'm sitting in jail. What's positive about that? But when you and I possess 
the Holy Spirit and possess the joy that comes from the Holy Spirit, you and I can sit in jail and be joyful and sing. And what happened? The jailer and his family were saved. Why? Because joy is a powerful witnessing tool. Do you know humankind, the world, is pursuing after joy? And when you and I have joy in the face of adversity, a face of circumstances, in in the face of grief, in the face of heartache, now it doesn't mean that, I mean, you kind of get the wrong understanding that, okay, if we're going to be joyful, that we're smiling and just nothing affects us. That's not the case at all. You can grieve the loss of a loved one, which is going to hurt deeply. There's going to be a loss, a void there. But at the same time, you can possess joy of the Lord. Doesn't mean you always smile 24-7, but that joy is there to produce the smile. The joy is there to carry you through the trial. You see, since joy is one of the main pursuits of mankind, it stands out when someone possesses it and interests and intrigues other. They want what you have. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever lost your joy? Can I be honest and transparent with you? This is something I struggle with at times. Is maintaining and possessing joy. Many times I tie happiness to circumstances, to people, to how I feel. And I struggle at various times with feeling happy in life. Uh, I struggle sometimes with carrying through with joy. You know, the the trials of life, the heartache of life, the way uh, people can do you, all different types of things can weigh down on you and burden you. And I can tell you, I've lost my joy many times, and sometimes for an extended periods of time. And it's hard to say that because I'm a Christian, right? I'm supposed to be happy and everything's supposed to be good all the time. I wish it was. But the thing is, though I may not have joy like I'm supposed to, I do have the source of it. And there's times we need to acknowledge that we don't have joy. And we need to be honest because God already knows. But if you can acknowledge it, guess what? You can identify that there's a problem. Therefore, you can go forward and find a solution to it. But what are some things that can steal your joy? People can steal your joy if we let them. Circumstances can steal our joy if we allow them. The trials of life can steal our joy if we allow them. Unforgiveness in our heart, hate, fear even can steal our joy. Apathy can steal our joy. Just going through the motions in our walk with the Lord, just checkboxing that we've done it, that can steal our joy. How can we keep the joy killers from stealing our joy? Well, many times we have to readjust our perspective. We have to admit, like we said earlier, that you have lost your joy. Confide in someone. Share that with someone. Because sometimes we can begin to get on a slippery slope, and when we lose our joy, we can find ourselves falling into depression, falling into suicidal thoughts. Uh, It's a slippery slope when our joy is stolen from us. So we need to confide. We need to admit. We need to talk about it. And we need to begin walking in the Spirit intentionally each day. How does that happen? We talk to Him. We invite Him in. And we allow Him to lead. You see, if you're lacking joy in your life, you and I need to discover the source of the problem. And since joy is spiritual, it is a spiritual problem. And so many times it goes back to you and I not walking in the Spirit. God has given us everything we need to live a victorious life, to live a victorious Christian life. 
and you and I have the Holy Spirit at our fingertips. You and I have the joy, as Jesus said, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you. Jesus is the definition of joy. He possesses the joy, all joy, 100% joy, pure joy. And he says, look, that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, please share it with a friend or subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.